Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is November 27th. I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me blog by taking a look at Ether chapter 12, verses 38 through 41. Now, what's really interesting to me about these verses is most of chapter 12 has been Moroni interjecting himself in the story of the Jaredites. If you'll remember, he is bridging these Jaredite records. And as part of that, he said that the people of Ether wouldn't believe because they couldn't see. And then he steps into the story and he starts explaining that faith isn't about what we can see. Now, here at the end of this chapter, he is stepping back out of it. And it's kind of interesting because you get the sense that Moroni didn't feel like he would be writing anymore in the Book of Mormon. In fact, he says that writing is one of his weaknesses and that he wasn't planning on writing a lot because he felt like it was not a strength of his. And so it's interesting as he bids farewell kind of here at the end of these verses before jumping back into the story of Ether. But then as we begin the book of Moroni, he says, well, I abridged the book of the Jaredites and I'm not dead yet, so I guess I'm just going to keep writing. So we get a few different farewells from Moroni, but this one I think is so powerful. He says, and now I, Moroni, bid farewell unto the Gentiles, yea, and also unto my brethren, whom I love until we shall meet before the judgment seat of Christ, where all men shall know that my garments are not spotted with your blood. And then ye shall know that I have seen Jesus, and that he hath talked with me face to face. And he hath told me in plain humility, even as a man telleth another in mine own language, concerning these things. And only a few have I written because of my weakness in writing. And now I would commend you to seek this Jesus." of whom the prophets and apostles have written, that the grace of God the Father, and also the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost, which beareth record of them, may be and abide in you forever. Amen. Now, there are several different things in here that I absolutely love. One thing that I think is really interesting, Moroni bids farewell to the Gentiles, who he doesn't even know, and then he also bids farewell to his own brethren, who he understands are wicked and bloodthirsty and not righteous in the slightest. He says that he will see them all again at the judgment bar of Christ. And then he makes a point to say, where all men shall know that my garments are not spotted with your blood. Now, I think that this is a really interesting phrase because another place that we see it is in Jacob chapter 2, verse 2. Now, if you'll remember in Jacob chapter 2, Jacob is about to deliver a sermon that's really hard. He's about to preach repentance to his people and speak to them about things that are difficult to speak about. But he does this because he understands that that is the purpose of his office. And he understands that by doing that, he is then not responsible for the sins that his people are committing. He says, Now, my beloved brethren, I, Jacob, according to the responsibility which I am under to God, to magnify mine office with soberness, that I might rid my garments of your sins. So it's this same idea. Moroni's explaining, look, I have done everything that I could do. I have preached repentance. I have taught. I have done all that I could do in my office as a prophet. And when I come to see you again, when we stand at the judgment bar of Christ, you cannot look at me and ask, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you teach me? Why didn't you call me to repentance? Because when 
Moroni is at the judgment bar with those people, he will know that their sins will not be upon him. His garments will not be spotted with their blood. This is kind of a fancy way of Moroni saying, look, at that day, I will know that I have done everything that I could. I have done everything within my power to bring my people closer to Christ. Now, my friends, this is exactly what the prophets and the apostles do today. They preach things that a lot of people don't like. They call us to repentance. One of the more recent examples is President Nelson calling the church to repentance on using the name Mormon instead of the entire name of the church. How has that been received? Have we repented? Have we made that change in our lives? Prophets and apostles often speak things that are hard to hear. They call to repentance because that is part of their office. That is part of their stewardship as prophets and apostles over the entire earth. And they do that, not just so that they can rid their garments of our blood, but because they love us. And they want salvation and exaltation to be a group thing. They want all of us there with them. Their purpose, their ministry, their office and stewardship is to be under shepherds in the salvation and exaltation of all of God's children. So they cry repentance, they preach hard things, and they deliver the messages that God has asked them to deliver, whether they are popular or not. And that is something that we see here with Moroni and part of what he is saying when he says, I'll see you at the judgment bar of Christ and you'll see that my garments are not spotted with your blood. The next part of these verses that I love talks about the personal ministry of Jesus Christ. It says, Then shall ye know that I have seen Jesus, and that he hath talked with me face to face, and that he hath told me in plain humility, even as a man telleth another, in mine own language concerning these things. This idea that even though Moroni was the only one left, even though he was the very last believer, even though it was just him alone, the Savior came and ministered personally to him. I love this idea of a personal ministry from Jesus Christ. And I believe that his personal ministry still continues today. When the Savior was on the earth, his ministry was very personal. He was always seeking out and blessing the one. And it is my belief, it is my testimony, that that personal, individual ministry is still a very real thing. Now, we may not see the Savior face to face as Moroni did. We may not hear him speak to us in our own language, but he still ministers to us individually and personally. We experience that ministry through the grace that he offers us personally, one-on-one, -on -one, individually. We experience that individual ministry through the tender mercies which he blesses us with. Elder Bednar defined a tender mercy as a personal individualized blessing and then explained that the simpleness, the sweetness, and the constancy of the tender mercies of the Lord will do much to fortify and protect us in the troubled times in which we do now and will yet live. My friends, those personal blessings that come from our Father in heaven and that come from the Savior, those personal, individualized, tender mercies are the Savior's way of ministering to us in a personal and individualized way so that we can gain the strength that we need for the time that we live in. And finally, Moroni offers an invitation for every single one of us to follow. He invites us to seek Jesus 
of whom the prophets and apostles have testified. My friends, now that Thanksgiving is over, I feel like I can reference Christmas <laughs> without people getting mad. The wise men of old sought Jesus. They went to any lengths to find him. They traveled countless miles, and they did so because of their love and their faith. Wise men still seek him. This holiday season, let us seek Jesus the way the wise men of old did, and let us bring to him personal and individualized gifts. Elder Christofferson once said, Let me mention one other thing. In ancient times, when people wanted to worship the Lord and seek his blessings, they often brought a gift. As you seek the blessing of conversion, you can offer the Lord the gift of your broken or repentant heart and your contrite, obedient spirit. In reality, the gift of yourself, what you are and what you are becoming. Is there something in you or in your life that is impure or unworthy? When you get rid of it, that is a gift to the Savior. Is there a good habit or quality that is lacking in your life? When you adopt it and make it part of your character, you are giving a gift to the Lord. Sometimes this is hard to do, but would your gifts of repentance and obedience be worthy gifts if they cost you nothing? Don't be afraid of the effort required, and remember, you don't have to do it alone. Jesus Christ will help you make of yourself a worthy gift. His grace will make you clean, even holy. My friends, I testify that as we come to seek Jesus, we can truly bring him gifts, as did the wise men of old. We can bring him a piece of ourselves, changes in our lives, changes in our characters. This holiday season, let's make a point to seek Jesus, of whom the prophets and apostles have written. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. Lindsay Hansen.